We redirect the rose. We aren't focused on what is at hand. And so Jesus is asking us, what is it that distracts you from living God's love? Now this makes me think of first responders, how they run into danger when everyone else is running away. Because that's what they're trying to do. That's their purpose. They don't know what will, be, what will be waiting for them, but they go. Now, when first responders receive an urgent call, they have to stay focused. They can't start thinking about whether or not what they're going into is going to cause them discomfort or challenge. They can't start worrying at that point about whether or not they're going to come home to their families. They can't hesitate, thinking, wait a minute, I need a little extra time at the range or a little more training in firefighting before I go in there. They have to respond immediately. They're trained to respond immediately. So here's the thing about this passage. Because I don't think that Jesus is asking us to abandon everything all the time and just go on this walk about to Jerusalem with him now and every moment of every day. I don't think, this is just me, I don't think that this is a 24-hour-a-day reality. Just as first responders aren't running into danger 24 hours a day. Instead, we are supposed to be about being prepared for when God calls us into a crisis. When God calls us to respond, we are to be prepared to respond without hesitation, without question, without fear. Now, I'm a notorious procrastinator, and I can always find something I'd rather be doing than what I should be doing. So I'm good at confusing the urgent with the important. The demands of a, a sermon that's going to have to be preached on Sunday, whether or not I'm ready, and spending time with my child. The needs of VBS, which came every morning this week, <laughs> or the hiring process for our new positions that are open. And I don't know about you, but I often find myself torn in several directions at one time, on a regular basis. Being a mom, and a wife, and a pastor, and a daughter, and a sister. And all of those relationships pull me in different directions. But there will come times, what Jesus is saying is there will come times when God will demand this razor-sharp focus. A call to set aside all the things we're juggling, to respond to an urgent crisis for the gospel. And what that crisis is may be different for each of us, but for all of us, it will challenge our resolve. Will we follow that call? Will we do what needs to be done regardless what else we have going on, regardless what the consequences will be? Will we set out, for instance, water for travelers or food for the homeless, though it may mean being arrested? Will we embrace new ministries even while we are in the midst of a major renovation? Will we insist on ecological changes, even though it means that it'll, even though it'll mean living our individual lives very differently? And you see, the timing of emergencies is also never convenient. You know, just ask the first responders who are called out to address a need, leaving behind a half-eaten meal, jumping out of bed in the middle of the night, walking away from a child's game. Life and death matters. Don't send us a doodle poll to see what times and dates are going to work for us this time. <laughs> they just happen. Often when we least expect it, and frequently when we least want it. 
And we're called to walk into the unknown with only the faith that God will give us the strength to do what God has called us to do. Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. And from that point on, his direction is set. There would be no turning back. There would be no hesitation. There would be no alternative but to go on the course that was before him. Because he knew how well his message of grace and hope and love would go over and be received in a world that seems hell-bent on power and control and fear. He knew he wouldn't get through this alive, and yet he also knew that the only way to do what he came to do, to show who God really is, would be to allow himself to die an unjust death for the sake of the world. So while I'm not necessarily a fan of this hardcore, ultimatum-giving Jesus, I know I couldn't live without him. I couldn't live without this God who so loved this world that God came as one of us and died as one of us and rose again to show us the way. I couldn't live without this hardcore Jesus who refuses to be distracted by religious rules and human desires so that he could focus completely on the task at hand to save us from ourselves and the sin that we hold so dear. I couldn't live without a God who challenges and calls me to follow and then doesn't give up on me when my own distractions inevitably draw my focus away from living God's love. I couldn't live without this God. Amen. Now I'm going to invite the kids to come up.